This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. No, I'm not high. You are high as a kite. I'm not high. Let's go. We're not going anywhere. I'm coming back in a minute. You know what I'm coming back with? No, what? I'm coming back with a gun. You better be out of here. Robert. Your gun? His gun? Why do you have a... Don't get a gun. Why would he bear arms? Look, no. We need to go. Everyone, I'm leading the parade. Welcome to the party, pal. Action Movie Reviews with Mackie. Judd and Rami. Get to the chopper! Yippee-ki-yay, mother... Sorry, Ted. Cuban serve. I'm gonna do besides staying in my home for fear that you've designed some object I'm around. I'm gonna be on the radio talking about life. Oh, giving lessons about well, life. me in my place. I'm gonna be designing buildings, and what's he gonna be doing? Boring people death on the radio. Welcome in to Action Movie Rewind, the 34th installment here, if I'm counting correctly. On Mackie and Judd, every Friday we dive in and we review action movies. We put uh, a handful up for vote. You help us pick the movies as of three episodes ago. And gentlemen, uh, Pineapple Express from 2008 won the vote this last week. This is the first time I have ever seen this movie. Judd Zolgad, first time? First time for me, too, yes. Declan, you've seen this before? Numerous times. Okay, this is one of Declan's uh, go-to movies. Yeah. Sounds like. Good movie. So we're going to put this through the action movie Rewind Ringer, (laughs) and we'll start with the movie summary. Stoner Dale Denton, who's Seth Rogen, his enjoyment of a rare strain of marijuana may prove fatal when he drops his roach in a panic after witnessing a murder. Upon learning that the fancy weed can be traced back to them, Dale and his dealer, James Franco, go on the lam with a dangerous drug lord, that's Gary Cole, and crooked cop, Rosie Perez, hot on their heels. 68% on Rotten Tomatoes. A $26 million budget turned into over $100 million at the box office. And this movie had a ton of like early 2000s movie and, and comedy movie stars. Seth Rogen, James Franco, Danny McBride, Gary Cole, otherwise known as Lumberg from Office Space, Bill Hader at the beginning of this movie, and uh, Ken Jeong was the leader yeah. of the Asian drug gang <laughs> yeah. before. I think this is maybe before yeah, pre hangover blew up in the hangover. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, this movie was produced by Judd Apatow, and even though technically this movie is classified as an action movie because it's a chase movie and there's uh, there's shooting and things like that, Judd Apatow is not an action movie producer. He produces movies such as 40-Year-Old Virgin, Knocked Up, 
you don't mess with the Zohan. This is 40, Trainwreck, and all kinds of, like, basically anything Seth Rogen was in in, like, the early yeah. 2000s. Judd Apatow uh, probably had something to do with it. So, Judd Zolgab, we'll start with you. Your key takeaway from Pineapple Express. My key takeaway was this. I enjoyed it. Um, if I was 25 and smoked dope, I would have loved it. Um, but it fit in. So I, I think if you've seen if you've seen the the Rogan and Company films from that time period, which I've seen a few, it made perfect sense because it's like they just kept making enough to keep m- making more films. So my key takeaway was I, I was uh, skeptical going in that it was going to be an action film, but it definitely turned out to be. I thought I had seen parts, but I definitely had not. You know what, though? But all right, I'm going to interject here. Yeah. That's because every Seth Rogen movie is very similar. Yes. Yeah. He's like, he's literally playing <laughs> the same character in every movie. It's just like here's a, a slightly what... different job that he has or something. <laughs> but, he, but here's where, here's what I like, okay? It's not the films. It's that those guys, that group would always get so stoned and have so much fun that it was fun to watch. Sorry, so can we confirm James they were Franco, actually stoned while filming this movie? Oh, most likely, they have to no be, question. But Franco, Rogan, McBride—it's clear that that they basically spend their entire day of shooting films, trying to trying to cause the the uh, guys to laugh, which they do, and I'm sure that they are stoned out of their minds. But that. My takeaway was this fit in perfectly with that genre at the time of films, in which case I think these guys didn't have a care in the world besides smoking pot and trying to make films. <laughs> Dex, what was your key takeaway from this movie? It's just a great cast, and it's it's very on brand with the with the time of years it was. Like it, it, it is, it's it's the first one really of like the super bad and <laughs> and uh, obviously all, all the all the movies that you went down with Judd Apatow. But it, it it blends perfect together between like a, a goofy buddy comedy and an action film because like I said, Judd Apatow really just has a specialty of making like you know funny movies like this that we've seen a, a great run of, and he's one of my favorites. But this one does a really good job of also blending in a little bit of action and putting a little twist on it. And even a guy like James Franco, who like was a and is a good actor, he still is a good actor, but he really this one I think was what the, made his career take off. And even he gets nominated for Best Supporting Actor for this film. I don't know if he Wait, won an Academy what, Award. This dude was nominated for an Oscar for this movie? Yes, he won, He was nominated what? for Best Supporting Actor at the Academy Awards for this film. Hold on a second. I'll look this up. Fact, we can fact check this, but I'm... What was, what, I want to know what the movie slate was in 2008, where they put a stoner movie uh, sidecar character in. He did a phenomenal job. He's unbelievable. He's... He's my favorite. He's my favorite character in the entire movie. Okay, by far. I mean, let's pump the brakes a little. Like he played a stoner for a couple hours. He wasn't but like he wasn't he's... playing. He wasn't Marlon Brando in a streetcar right, named right. Desire or something. No, no, no. <laughs> right, right, but it plays really bit. well. <laughs> I'll look it up. You keep going. You got it. But 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 those are, those would be my main takeaways. Just the fact that you have a guy like James Franco who is who is playing a really good drug dealer, and then just the the camaraderie between him and Seth Rogen, like the buyer and the supplier. It is it's very accurate. I love it. So this would have been the two thousand, probably the two thousand nine uh, Academy Awards. I'm looking it up too. I, we can't go any further until we know if that's true. If James Franco won or was nominated, so this would be Best Supporting Actor. Two thousand nine, two thousand eight. He wasn't listed. Two thousand nine. Oh, um, Golden Globe. 
Golden Globe. Golden Globe for best actor. Okay. I was going to say, like, not, not the Academy Okay, Golden Awards. Globes make sense. I yeah, was like, Golden the Globe. Academy Awards would never even acknowledge a movie. Like, there's the Academy Awards probably don't even acknowledge that Seth Rogen exists. Yeah. So This is James Franco's first <laughs> yeah. stoner comedy buddy like, Oscar. Can you, can you imagine? Um, all right, my main takeaway, and this is more a me thing. I don't want this to, to necessarily, like, derail the discussion or to taint this movie for other people. This is a me thing. Movies like this give me anxiety. And so while I I see how people can enjoy stoner movies. Yeah. Stoner movies for me, like the like the bumbling idiot stoner movies for me, <laughs> give me anxiety. Like living in a filth house gives me anxiety. And making ridiculously like irresponsible decisions as an adult gives me anxiety. Really? The idea of like being in the woods when you should be at work gives me anxiety. <laughs> wow. So I'm, I'm I'm not. I would say that I'm not the most uptight on the show. I think Judd gets more like. Yeah. Judd's probably more like particular about things that he wants in his life to be in a certain order. Um, but like that's because I'm nuts though. <laughs> and well, you that's said not you, my like, fault. That's my brain. You fault. also like have said you have to go like check the door five yeah. times oh, before yeah, bedtime. Yeah, and yeah, like yeah. you're more OCD than I am. Oh, I'm way. definitely OCD. But like movies, like so I'm watching this and I I get it. It was entertaining. Um, I I'm, I do like Seth Rogen, but. For two hours, I couldn't help but think, oh, my God, why are you destroying your phone? That's stupid. Okay, um, well, why are you guys getting high when you're trying to figure what? out, like, how to avoid this drug lord? This is stupid, too. And it wasn't that the movie was, like, I get what they were doing with the movie. I'm saying it's my own personal problem. When I see people who live that way, it gives me anxiety. So you, so. Can't, so you can't disassociate your own personality to watch a film like that? No, I can't. To sort of, like, get inside It was just, of- like, two hours of it, you know? It was like, my God, what do you guys... You guys Go call the cops. What are you guys doing? This is ridiculous. <laughs> Sorry. You seem to be you seem to look for for sense where a ton of these films have I know. no sense, which by the way is fine cuz that's the yeah. point of the film. I know. I understand that. But like suspend your belief. Okay. Let, well, I'll save my other takes for as we go around the mirror. That's here. a great take. I like it. Let's go back to Judd here. What was your favorite part about Pineapple Express? Okay, so this is going to sound weird, but my Favorite part was driven by an actor. Ed Bagley Jr. as Seth Rogen's girlfriend's dad yeah. with his gun in his house. <laughs> when when Seth com- comes in after being, what, stranded in the woods all, all night and he's a complete mess. Watching Ed Bagley basically play a badass type of guy to me will never not be funny. Because, you know, he started, what, on on um, St. Elsewhere, I believe, or, okay. or was on that. Like, he spent a lot of time being sort of a straight. I thought that role was absolutely hilarious. And, and, yes, it's weird and perverse, but I am going to say the fact that they thought to write in Rogan's character dating a high school girl, and he's like 30, and he goes yeah. to her high school to hang out. Is hilarious. Okay, let's unpack that for a second. Yeah. So, because my first question was going to be, how old is Seth Rogen? Is he is he supposed to be twenty four? Is he supposed to be thirty? I was guessing thirty ish. And we're assuming she's eighteen, right? But, oh yeah, but, no, but, she's but, a senior but, in high but, school. But, but is it confirmed there's, that there's she's eighteen? No confirmation. Yeah. No, no, no. Um, the line at one point when he, he when he is chastising the teacher. Or or the guy that likes his girlfriend in the hallway at high school. Yeah, I think he, that was like the high school. They talk about guy. going yeah. to college next year. Yeah, so I'm yeah, pretty but she sure she could still be seventeen. Oh, sure, sure. But I think she's a senior. Okay, like 
Put some respect on the storyline. Put some yeah. respect. She's at least 17, okay? It was it was hilarious. Put some respect on it. Put some respect on that part of the, of the storyline. But I'm guessing he's around 30, wouldn't you, Declan? Yeah, I would say he's probably late 20s or, or 30 at the most. What would you guys do if, if and none <laughs> of us hilarious. are parents on the show, but like, if you had a daughter who is a senior in high school and she uh, was dating... Just if she was Which dating I could that have guy now easily. Oh, I would. You kidding? I'd go crazy. I'd, I'd hunt him down. I pull a gun out. I'd hunt him down. That's what I liked so so much about that scene. But that scene I thought was hilarious. When, when he showed up, it was hilarious. When like he bursts in, like you know, for for like different reasons, and then realizes, oh, this was supposed to be the dinner. Yeah, I was tonight. invited to dinner. Yeah. Oh my! And he's like bleeding and has the the suit that's all dirty and smells like <laughs> crap. And I was in the woods. And he tries to talk his way out of it. What actually, to skip ahead, one of my least favorite parts of this movie is that no one indulged in that amazing dinner spread. Well, actually, yeah. uh, the one guy put his hands yeah. in the macaroni the guy, and cheese. Craig Robinson. Yeah, but that yeah. looked like a great dinner spread that no one dove into. So, anyways, Declan, your favorite part about Pineapple Express. Okay. My favorite part about this movie is when he first goes to James Franco's place to buy some weed. And just the dialogue and interaction between buyer and supplier of, like, you can tell that Seth Rogen wants to get in and get out of there kind of quick, but at the same time, James Franco's like, no, man, like, stay, hang out with me. Let's watch space stuff. I have two TVs and a radio and all this unique things because that's what a drug dealer has. And then he gets some other, you know, one of his other customers comes up, and he's like, I'm not going to give him the good stuff. I'm going to give him the snickle fritz. So then he gives him the snickle fritz, and and he's in the apartment for maybe 30 seconds, and his one buddy asks if he has Percocets. But then he kicks him out, and like the deal goes by quick. But then James Franco, you know, goes the, the line of lingerers, man. They just they linger around here. I can't confirm or deny that's what it's like when you buy drugs. But I'm just saying it, it hit home a lot, and I thought it was absolutely hilarious. It's my favorite part. What do you want to bathe in it? I just want to live in here. Yes, you want to be it. Oh my god, I just want to shove it up my nose and have that smell all day. That's amazing. Shove it anywhere you like. Beautiful. <laughs> What's it called? Pineapple Express. Pineapple Express. Yes, it's this thing like El Nino, this airflow that comes from Hawaii and Canada, and it gets the dirt, mixes it in with the weed in a very special way. It's actually very scientific. I won't go into it right now, but I am the only guy in the whole city that has it. Only ten bones more for a quarter. Okay, I'll take a quarter. All right, you're on. I, I just loved that. That whole scene is my favorite. It was my favorite part of the movie, just them joshing and, and being hilarious. I've got the the supporting actors in the Mm -hmm. Golden Globes. I think this is right that he went up against. Well, why is he not listed here? When I click on it, two thousand the sixty sixth annual. Oh, actually, it was uh, best performance by an actor. So it's not saying a supporting actor. It's just like actor. They're giving him uh, uh, the lead actor. Mm -hmm. Well, let's see, best performance by an actor in a motion. Oh, musical or comedy. So they're calling it. Okay, it's a different category. Uh, so Colin Farrell won that category that year in Bruges. In Bruges, yeah, I don't know what that movie mm. is. Javier Bardem in uh, Vicky Cristina Barcelona. I have no idea what that is. Brendan Gleeson in Bruges, and mm-hmm. Dustin Hoffman in Last Chance Harvey. And then James Franco was the fifth nominee. Colin Farrell won it that year. So I have legitimately James never Franco heard of that. <laughs> James Franco got movies. screwed, you guys. Yeah, he did. Super weird. He did. Um, all right, my favorite part of this movie was I, it was very obvious to me that they were taking the Curb Your Enthusiasm <laughs> framework of scene approach with some of these where, all right, we need to get from here to here in this scene. You guys have two minutes. 
And it was very obvious that they were like improving and playing off each other in in almost all the scenes. I'm sure. Yeah. Like there were some key lines. I love that style of of TV show making and movie making. Like Curb Your Enthusiasm does it almost for awkward amounts of time, where it's almost <laughs> on like purpose, yes. it's yeah. almost like Larry David says, "Just go with me on this," and right. you can tell that like Jeff Green is it Jeff Green that, he, that yeah. he's just like, uh, "I'll just follow you." But the one that was hilarious, it was pretty obviously uh, an improv line when Gary Cole, the drug lord, uh, Lumberg from Office Space, who's fantastic, mm-hmm. is talking to the corrupt police officer who's Hispanic, Rosie Perez. Yep, and he says, "So they're like." I think they were like arguing about something at the time, and his closing line was "Say something in Spanish." You know, you want to say something in Spanish. <laughs> like, yes. you know that he threw that out there, and they had to cut it because she was just laughing her ass off. But I, I just love movies, and I love and I love TV shows where they just let funny people. All right, we're, we're gonna. This is where it's starting. We need to get to this point at the end of the scene, and you guys just interact with each other. That was probably my, the, the style of it was probably my favorite. Uh, your least favorite part of Pineapple Express, Judd Zolget. So you, you just brought up, I, I think, the part that I thought to myself, why was there not more of? Mm-hmm. Gary Cole. Gary great. G- Gary so Cole good. is a gift from God. He's like really this good. guy, this guy, anything he touches project-wise improves. Um, I, I wish that they had found more of a way to incorporate him and and use him because his dialogue is just so great and he's hilarious and he's great at playing a scumbag he's great at he's great at so many different roles so my least fa- favorite part was i think you could have easily found a way to incorporate more gary cole which would always be a good thing like there'd be nothing bad about him ha- having more scenes more dialogue more um more of a role so that was my one thing that i didn't get is like if you've got him use him a lot because he's that good dex what was what was your least favorite thing? My, so my only problem with this movie is i i do think it's a little long it's just it's it's I think it's like an hour and fifty minutes. The beginning could you could last yes. fifteen minutes off the beginning there's, easily. There's very easy parts you could trim off to make this a little quicker. I, I do think, even though like I, I think it's a hilarious film, and yes, it it teeters more on comedy than it is action film, even though it blends both well together. Um, I, I think in general, it's about twenty to thirty minutes too long. Cause even <laughs> even towards about like ninety minutes in, I'm like, okay, or even a little more like an hour in, I'm like, okay, this is. When are we going to get to the good part here? Like now he's meeting a cop who busted him for selling drugs to kids. And like it, it just drags on a little she bit. She was great though. And she was awesome she too. She was great. She was phenomenal. Like, did we ever find out Start how she became corrupt? Like I, I could no. use it like, no, like, like a 30 not. second backstory right. on that. No, we have no idea Cause, why. Because I wrote down too, like who was even more villainized? Was it Rosie Perez or was it Gary Cole? Because I feel like it was Rosie. I feel like she was more like Gary Cole is more of a doof. Like he came off as more of a doof. And Rosie Perez was like the corrupt cop that was that had the inner circle yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I, you're probably right. Like, I don't know. They, they definitely built up. Like, the scene in the woods took forever and right. stuff. Like, okay, but don't you, you guys both think that this is part and parcel of allowing a group of people who are clearly stoned to basically shoot? My, yeah, I mean, my point is, I think, I think if correct. you're stoned, you're not like. But John Apatow's not sitting there stoned, is he? No, but I th- maybe. I, I, I get the idea. I get the idea at that time that that group of guys shot films and got incredibly high and thought that was hilarious. We got to have that. Uh, well, and my guess is Judd's like, okay, whatever, that's fine. 
So my least favorite part, I already gave you guys the one. The movie, like stoner-type movies and, like, bumbling idiot-type movies just make me... The only one that I can tell you (laughs) I really loved, like, the bumbling idiot-type movie was probably Dumb and Dumber. I love that movie when it came out. It's probably the movie that I've watched the most often in my life. Um, but so I, so part, so the first thing I didn't like is I just don't really like stoner movies that much. And I will give you guys later on in this, in this show, the 10 best stoner movies of all time, according to Rolling Stone magazine. So nice. wait for that. But the other thing I didn't like, and I didn't realize I didn't like it until halfway through the movie. And it wasn't as much about the movie. I'm good with Seth Rogen in small doses. Okay. And hmm. at this point in my life, I pulled up Seth Rogen's filmography i've now seen seth rogan play the same exact character <laughs> in anchorman in the 40 year old virgin in you me and dupree in knocked up in super bad in let's see what else uh Did you see this is 40 this is 40 yeah it's a good one it's probably like three or four other ones too this is the end yep oh this is the end it's classic the night before, a bad Michael Cera when they kill him is one of even, my favorites. Even even Sausage Party as a voice, it's like, all right, right. I get it. It's the, it, this is a Seth Rogen movie, like totally get it. <laughs> I've probably seen nine Seth Rogen movies multiple times going into this, and I was just kind of like, oh, it's uh, it's Seth Rogen. Yep, he's he's got the five o'clock sloppy shadow, and he hasn't changed his clothes in three days. Like that's Seth Rogen. Purposely fat. Kind of just yeah, he's just kind of like a slob. he loses weight and then gains it. Yeah, he yeah, yeah he's true. like he's just he's like the sloppy stoner man child guy that if I had seen this movie second out of the gate when it originally came out, mm-hmm. I probably would think yeah, oh, Seth Rogen is hilarious. He's just like all of us and it's kind of sloppy. So um, I'm just like I'm Seth Rogen doubt is what I will say. Okay, and it's not you, it's me again. So l- let's talk about what. Went into to the stew at this time of these films because I think it's very very clear. Okay, if it was Franco and Rogan and McBride and those guys exclusively, they were going to be high as kites and shoot all day, day long and basically beg to, to have their um, stone scenes left in because they thought it was hilarious. All right, now the stew. Think about this: the stew of Apato coming along and saying, "No, no, no, boys." You'll be in this film, but it's a comedy, and we are going to be. And here, and here is the key ingredient to this film was Paul Rudd. So if Paul Rudd, if Paul Rudd was inserted in the stew, it was sort of a comedy hit. Mm-hmm. And I felt like if he wasn't, it, it was a, it was still going to be successful with the stoners, but it was going to be much of a free for all of guys who probably came down from their highs. Was Paul Rudd in This Is The End? I don't think he was. Um, I don't think he was. I, Michael, I don't think M- so. Michael Cera be- being a jackass and being killed is absolutely my favorite part. <laughs> that was one of the greatest written scenes. I I fell off the couch. It's like one of the most ridiculous movies. It's, it's one of my favorites. It's just like, And it drags on, but that start is just hilarious. <laughs> I love the start uh, of that movie. The other thing to note, so, da- so Danny McBride is in this movie. He's great. And he plays like, I mean... He's a ratting. He's ratting them out, and then he's yeah. apologizing. He is the same guy. You know, he is always the same guy. He plays the same character in movie, and he and this this movie. I don't. I don't know if Eastbound and Down. Eastbound and Down started in two thousand nine, so I don't know if they already had plans to start that show or if because he basically plays Kenny Powers in this movie. <laughs> yes, he Just he's like drug dealing Kenny Powers, and then he right. becomes baseball player Kenny Powers oh, in so Eastbound and Down, and um and I just I I I was watching this thinking. 
I bet you this is what landed in me spawning down. Like, we want you to play this exact character, but just as a baseball player. Red. So that was pretty funny. He gets shot like eight times, and it has okay, did, no effect. Wait, why is he still alive yeah. at the end because of the movie? Because they were all, they were all too stoned. <laughs> yeah, he gets, I'm telling you. He should be dead. He gets shot twice in the stomach. He survives like a very significant car crash, and yeah, he's just totally fine. <laughs> he's totally fine. Uh, what are Before I get to the, the list of 10, sto- 10 best stoner movies of all time, what are some other things that stood out to you guys? Pineapple Express. How about the fact that these guys here? Can I give you a list of the things that gave me some anxiety sure. and you guys can just like yeah. tell, tell me I'm an idiot. Yeah. So I literally started making a list of like all the things that were like you guys. If I was with them, I would just be like apoplectic. OK, <laughs> first, they just sit around smoking weed all day instead of doing actual things. Right. Like they have no drive whatsoever. They're just like going to smoke weed all day and watch game shows or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then in a panic after he witnesses the murder, they drive to the woods. They leave the car radio and lights on and drain the battery so the car won't start. And then, I think it was before that, they're worried that the police are going to trace their phones. Yep. And so they destroy one phone and then throw the other one into the woods and so they can still track it because it's they like do still track. sitting yes. in the woods. Yes. Right? It's ridiculous. Old school um, phones, too. And then and then uh, when they get to Red's house, Seth Rogen tries to flush Red's home phone down the toilet, which, which is, is ridiculously stupid. It's a cordless um, phone. And again, like, all these things are, like, part of the charm of the movie, and they're part of the, the humor of the movie. And I'm watching them just thinking, like, if I had friends like this, I would. I so would you wanted answers. Yeah. <laughs> like, like you, you thought things d- didn't make sense which clearly they didn't but they weren't supposed no, to make no no i'm not i'm not mad that they didn't make sense i'm mad that these that these guys are just like bumbling idiots and it gives me anxiety and bugs me and i know that there's there's at least one listener out there that agrees with that's me that's hilarious and for that one listener you and i are tracking that so. is absolutely Sorry. hilarious so here's here's my observation or question about this film just a small thing 2008 is that correct yes yep in 2008 were there Really on the streets, that many payphones and phone books left. <laughs> yes, I think so. Yeah, there were. Okay. Yeah, because they keep going work. to payphones. They, they keep finding payphones. I'm like, uh, payphones. It wasn't like it wasn't as big of a deal to just like lose your cell phone in 2008. I think a lot more okay. people had home phones. I was just curious. This is before the iPhone came out, so people weren't texting as much. Like you could text the on Chris your Chris Long phone. Yes. Yes. The Chris small Long had that until like three phone. years ago. Mm-hmm. It, at one point, it was taped together. Like he literally had like scotch it's gone tape. Now? Oh, yeah, it's gone now. Oh, my God. He couldn't have taken that. Poor, no, but poor Chris. That would be a sad day. He had an iPhone for work, and then he had his flip phone oh taped together, scotch tape flip phone. Oh, so sad. That he just couldn't let go. That had to be a tough day for him. Do you guys want this list? Yeah, let's hear Yeah, I do want the list. Okay. This is RollingStone.com, the 10 best stoner movies of all time. Okay. You guys tell me your thoughts here. I haven't seen all these. True Romance, famous Brad Pitt role. No, I haven't seen that one. Ten. I remember the name of the film. I didn't see it. So apparently, according to Wikipedia, stoner film. Brad Pitt in True Romance mm-hmm. is the inspiration for James Franco's role in Pineapple Express. Okay. He's got the long blonde hair. He's got the ratty T-shirt. Pajama like, pants. Yeah, pajama pants, disgusting house, everything. I've never seen True Romance, but that's the inspiration. Number nine, Soul Plane. Yep. With Snoop Dogg. I've seen Soul Plane. Okay. It's okay. It, it, it probably would belong nine on this list, yeah. I don't remember if I've seen Speaking it or not. Snoop Dogg's in it. Stoniest moment, Snoop falls into a drug-induced coma, making the crew worry about whether he's uh, Wilta Chamberlain dead or just Tupac or Tupac dead. All right. Uh, number eight, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Oh, I mean, an all-timer. That's eight? Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, I mean, I think that's a little criminally low. I was going to say, that seems low. 
Number seven on the stoner movie list here, Friday from 1995. Oh, Friday is great. I, Ice Cube, Chris That's Tucker. the film I have not seen yet. Oh, great movie. I also have not Manny seen this Manny Hill movie. told us that we were crazy. You are crazy. That's, that's a that's phenomenal what, That's movie. what he said. It's a great movie. He was very, very d- disappointed to find out Phil and I hadn't seen that like three years ago. I haven't seen most of these because, again, I don't like stoner movies. Number six, <laughs> Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Very, a, yes. Very good one. Yes. Saw it in theaters as an 11-year-old with my sister. It was very inappropriate to see. It's been years, but it, yes, it was. it's a, it's worth a laugh. Right. Number five, How High from 2001. Oh, how High is... Method Man and Red Man go to Harvard. A, this is a cult classic an, among stoner movies. In fact, I would say it would be on the Mount Rushmore of stoner really? movies. Yes, How High is... With who? Uh, Method Re- Man and, and Red, Red Man. Man. A couple rappers. I've though. never even heard of it. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, I wouldn't expect shocking, you to. No. Shockingly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 51 years old and I've never heard of it. I would say it. if you quizzed a... If we could pool a, sto- a group of stoners together, they would put it in their Mount Rushmore. Okay. The synopsis on RollingStone.com here is Method Man and Red Man go to Harvard mm-hmm. after discovering a new kind of chronic that turns yep. them into geniuses. Their secret, using the ashes of their dead friend to fertilize their weed crop. Yes. They score perfect on their ACT and they get into Harvard. <laughs> it's a great movie. No plot holes. Oh, man. Guess I should see it. Yeah. yeah, Phil, don't watch this. It'll drive you crazy. Number, I know. Number, I, 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 I told you guys. It's, this makes it, no sense. They're going to Harvard. It's it's me. It's not you guys. It's me. Uh, this is more up Judd's alley. This is from 1980. Cheech and Chong's next movie is four. I have seen list. parts of a bunch of a few Cheech and Chong yeah. films, which, which I think, I believe if I am not speaking out of school here, I think Cheech and Chong originated the stoner film concept. Yeah, they yeah. had uh, Up in Smoke, yeah. Next up Movie, in smoke, and I've Nice seen, yeah. Dreams. And like Godfather and Star Wars trilogies, this one peaks <laughs> with Chapter 2 in the trilogy of okay. Cheech and Chong movies. I don't know I've seen that one. Number three, Pineapple Express Okay, on this list. Oh, makes sense. We'll wow, right it's now. three. That makes sense. Number two. From 1993. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. My all-time favorite. Dazed and Confused. Oh, God, yeah. My all-time favorite movie. I get older, they stay the same age. That that might have been worth an Oscar nomination for McConaughey. Yeah. That one might have been worth, that. that's an unbelievable film. Wooderson, man. Oh, God, it's a great film. And then can you guys guess the number one stoner movie of all time, according to RollingStone.com? I I really thought it'd be Dazed and Confused. Um, I don't, I guess... Well, I will say it, that this this movie I think is one of the most overhyped and overrated movies of all time. Declan, is it super bad? Mm-mm. Okay, good. Um, I I wouldn't have thought of this as a stoner movie, but I guess yeah. I wouldn't know. I don't know. The Big Lebowski. Oh, I can see that. I can see Wait, that. Wait, did you yeah. just say you don't yeah, think you it's don't great? Like that movie? Oh it's, my god, it we, is we the should... most overhyped movie of all time. Oh my god, I have to uh, no. No, we're we're going to have people showing oh up at our boy. studios, man. We are now in jeopardy. You have put us in jeopardy. Bill, what have you done? Do you know how much the people who love the Big Lebowski Not love the Big Lebowski? Oh, up. my God. Especially in an era, like, so 1998. We're talking about a 90s run Declan. of great co- comedy Duck. movies. Declan. Oh, man. Early oh. 2000s. Like, why, why don't you like it that much? I just don't, like, I, again, I just. This is a very controversial beverage statement. Beverage here, man. I just, uh. I just don't really, I don't, I don't really connect with it, man. Oh, the people who love that film, the PMAC doesn't love, abide. Oh, Sorry. wow, wow. I mean, I know people that like swear by that film. Yeah, it's so the the write up here, uh, uh, you know, on the it, in terms of like the Rolling Stone stoner rankings. How does the dude abide? Oh, the usual. I bowl. I drive around. The occasional acid flashback. You definitely don't have to be baked to fall under the spell of. Uh, this classic, but Jeff Bridges turns the dude into the ultimate hippie hero, a hairy, bathrobe-clad American legend. 
It's good knowing he's out there, still hating the Eagles, and still blasting his Credence tapes. Uh, Stoniest moment, the dude gets his car back from the cops and goes for a ride in the sun, a beer in one hand, a roach in the other, turning up the music and drumming on the roof of his car. Like, you're irresponsible. Why are you drinking and driving with Buscemi a with a, with a, with a in that film is also off the charts. <laughs> Leap up, Donnie. One of my favorites. Yeah. So those are your, those are your top ten stoner movies. You ended that with time. one of the most controversial statements you could possibly yeah, I, make. I can't believe that. Okay. I, I, I'm surprised that I didn't. We, that Big Lebowski wouldn't. You know, that that makes sense at this number one. Like I would put Days and Confused number one, but I I can understand why it would be views as number one. I get why it's number one. And, yep. and again, I told you guys going into this, I am not a stoner movie fan, and uh, and I don't like any of the movies on this list really. Like Pineapple Express is probably the one I have enjoyed the most out of the ones I've seen on this list. So. You, don't, you don't even like Days and Confused? Um, I've only seen Days and Confused like once. Oh, so. wow. I watch at well, least like four. Watch it again. It's yeah. fantastic. Okay. Ben Affleck, Mila Djokovic. It's got a great cast. Okay. All young as hell, yeah, all, too. All very young. Yeah. I just like it sometimes is so like well with done. stoner movies, like the now I sound like I'm just I, I'm just gonna keep going with you. This sound, thing, right? yeah, you, sound like like you sound like you turned fifty one. I don't sound this. Ah, exactly. humor, don't the, put this on me. The humor in stoner movies sometimes is like it's like all right, I get it. Like you're stoned and like saying random things. Like it's not that funny. Like. That's that's how I feel. But they think it's funny. That's what makes it funny. <laughs> and they're high. Like don't, don't these people are high. There's no question in my mind they are stoned. Like they're not trying to act stoned. They're stoned. Um, all right. Before we get to definitive bad guy rankings in the overall, do you guys have anything else on Pineapple Express that we that we should touch on? I don't think I, I love Danny McBride talking about his cat for his birthday. I kind of thought of you because I know how much you love your cat. This is a cake, and it's his birthday, and I'm gonna make him a cake. That's what we do. And then again, I just love the fact to get shot eight times and yeah. it just continues to go along. Here, I'll cover for you. Go out the back. They're out the back. Go get them. Just, just eating a pile of eggs at the diner yeah. with four bullet holes in. All right. <laughs> he, he's, yeah, he is hilarious. Cool. So I have, uh, for the definitive bad guy rankings, I have Ted Jones as the bad guy because he's the, it, Gary Cole's Gary Cole. character is the, yeah. uh, and his name was Ted Jones in the movie. So, yeah. um, so far our rankings are Hans Gruber from Die Hard, Michael Myers from Halloween, Cyrus the Virus from Con Air, Brad Wesley from Roadhouse, Cobra Kai from Karate Kid. Those are the top five. The bottom five, the incompetent Russian military from Rambo 3, the muggers from Death Wish, the French drug lord from Bad Boys, Gans and Billy Bear from 48 Hours, and Sloan from Wanted. Where do we start this conversation here? I, he's in the bottom third. He's very low. Yeah. I would, Let me keep reading some of these bottom ones. Very right? low. This is from the bottom up, okay? Okay. So Sloan from Wanted. General Hummel from The Rock, who was too cowardly to actually pull the trigger right. on the missiles, right? Good potential, but yes. Bennett from Commando. Bennett. Richie Bennett. from Out for Justice. Richie. Richie. Anybody seen Richie? Chong Lee from Bloodsport. <laughs> he did not do well. I think Chong Lee should be ahead. Chong Lee's more so iconic does Trump. for sure. Loves that movie. Told you last week. He's more iconic. Like, like people, I think, you know, yeah. they know, like, the ripped out, like, the roided yeah. out. Well, we had just Asian started. Guy. We had just started at the time. And then Lay Sheaf from Casino Royale, the aliens in Independence. So you can't put Ted Jones above any of those. Nope. Mm-hmm. Nope. Keep going. I think he's below Chong Lee. Well, no, the more I go, the more like the better these are going to get. Oh, oh, oh. If you put him last, I don't care. <laughs> I don't like, think he's last. Like I the point of this he's, he's got some like he's got some charm to him. But like, the point yeah. of this film, the point of this film was not to have the bad guy be a person that you cared about. Sure. Like it wasn't the bad guys weren't really the bad guys. It's a stoner film. Let's put him right ahead of put co- cowardly General Hummel. Okay, we'll put him just outside the bottom five. Okay, is that fair? Yeah, That's I just fine. yeah. 
That's fine. Actually, it's funny. I think his character in Office Space, Lumberg, would have, ranked, would, would have been a better bad guy oh, in this rankings. Yes. That, How evil is it to make your employees come into a boring cubicle yeah, job on a Saturday? Yeah. You know? We're going to need you to come in on Sunday, too. So, uh, all right. So, so he's near the bottom. And then we get to our 1 through 10 ranking system here. The best action movies we have reviewed to this point, and there's a horror movie in here, too, because sometimes we deviate. Die Hard and Halloween are the only perfect 10s we've given Taken is a 9.5. John Wick, Commando, and Beverly Hills Cop are all a 9 or higher. Pun intended. And the worst movies we've reviewed are Shoot 'em Up at a 2.8, Bloodsport at a 3, Mad Max 2 at a 3.7, Wanted at a 3.8, and uh, Rambo 3 is a 4. So mm-hmm. where would we start this conversation? I enjoyed this. It was funny. Um, it, it was technically Obviously, because of all of the shooting and violence and action film, um, but sort of how I think of these things, too, to be right. fair to that, I would give this a four. But it's not because I didn't like it. It just sort of falls into a four or five. Wow, because I thought when you said you kind of like it, four seems low if you're going to kind of Yeah, like that it. does seem low. Yeah, but it's still, for me, it, it like there wasn't really a bad guy, bad guy. Gary Cole and Perez are the bad guys, but I really don't care. It's a it's a stoner film. It's got action to it. I give it a four or five. Five's fine. A five? Yeah. Okay. Just, just say five all right. for me. That's fine. I mean, I, I personally love this movie. It's like one of my all-time favorites. Obviously, I don't think I can rank. If I think it's like, in general, a nine out of ten movie because I really like it, that really, it, I can't say it. That ranking is the same for the action movie cri- critique that we have here. So I would give it a solid six and a half because I do think it, it's 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 entertaining and it's satisfying and even like look Beverly Hills Cop is is mostly funny too right like there's it's mostly a funny 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 film but I would say with the lack of iconic bad guys and it also being a little long I think it's a six and a half I want to okay. give it a seven but it's a six and a half That's six fair. and a half um obviously I, I didn't. Love this movie. I didn't. You were stressed out the whole movie. Yeah, clearly. Yeah, like I didn't. Maybe I need to smoke some, smoke some weed. Get out of the woods, kids. Watch this movie. Don't be in the woods. I didn't love this movie. I don't think, like, if it was on TV, I, it seems like it's on TV all the time the last 10 years. Yeah. And I've just, like, kind of blown I would not it. stop again for a long time. Yeah, like, there's a bunch of movies on this list, that. like Karate Kid, Casino Royale. Um, I, I would say about half the movies that we've reviewed to this point. If it's on and I have nothing to do, like I'm probably going to stop and watch. I don't think I would do that with Pineapple Express m- m- for the reasons I've listed. Uh, I'm not going to give it as low of a score as some of the other ones. I'm going to give it a four. Like it was, okay. I, I respect. I think it falls right in. The I respect yeah. what they were doing. It wasn't necessarily my cup of tea. There wasn't an iconic villain. Mm-hmm. And in fairness to the action movie genre, it was it was an action movie, but it was probably more of a stoner comedy right. with an action hook yeah, than right. it was well, like. Like, when I think of Beverly Hills Cop, mm-hmm. Beverly Hills Cop is a comedy, too, but it's very clearly an action movie with a comedy hook. This is a comedy movie with an action hook, and so I have to dock it a little bit for that. It's still an action movie. And Murphy was great. And and the genre, yeah, and the timeline of Beverly Hills Cop and the timeline of Pineapple Express, they, they were two different avenues, right? Like, you had you had Beverly Hills Cop starting the run of cop buddy cop films, sure. where Pineapple Express started this run of Judd Apatow, Stoner, Buddy, Seth Rogen, James Franco kind of people. Yeah, they're both different the, lanes. Let's pull up the Judd Apatow. Uh, they're both different lanes. It's, it's very, it's very, oh, impressive. Really good. it's very impressive. It's very impressive. He 
Uh, he makes good movies, man. Well, he's a good we, Judd. Before we get to the Judd Apatow, the, the Judd Power rankings. He's a good, yeah. So that gives it a 5.2 ranking, which, uh, and so f- from the bottom up, shoot him up, Bloodsport, Mad Max 2, Wanted, Rambo 3, Indiana Jones, Temple of Doom, Air Force 1, which I still feel like is low. Uh, oh, and then that. Pineapple Express is ahead of Air Force One, just okay. behind Forty Eight Hours and Death Wish. Okay, so it's it's in the bottom third. Who didn't like it? Air, Air Force One? Did did we have one person definitively not? Did we? That was with John and Rami, I yeah, think. Right? That was not with me. Because I was I I thought I gave it a pretty decent. I gave grade. it like a nine, and you guys sabotaged it. I don't, I don't know, know why I sabotaged it. I'd like to go back and find out. Like it did have it. Look, it had some flaws, but it had some good stuff. Here's the Judd Apatow run, either as a director and or producer and or writer. It's pretty impressive. Heavyweights in 1995 with with Mm -hmm. Ham from uh, Sandlot. Yep. 40-Year-Old Virgin in 2005, Fun with Dick and Jane, Knocked Up in 2007, Mm -hmm. Walk Hard, The Dewey Cox Story. I've never seen that. That one's okay. You Don't Mess with the Zohan and then Pineapple Express in 2008. Funny People, This is 40, Trainwreck. The Zen Diaries of Gary Shandling and The King of Staten Island. I, I think I, think train- I might have seen Trainwreck. I can't see Amy that Schumer. Yeah, oh, yeah, I did. Amy Schumer. I think yep. LeBron Bill James Hader. might be in that he movie. He was. Too. Yep. LeBron's yep. in it. And yep. Bill Hader, yeah. Yep, I did see that one. In fact, actually, if I'm ranking the like the people in this movie that I like the most and would like see movies of, Bill Hader might be number one. Yeah, I, I love, love Bill Hader. He's really good. He's very Every good. movie he's in is Schumer? Hilarious. Do you like her? I can't stand her. Really? Why? Small doses. She's the She's the... Essentially, the female Seth Rogen Seth for me. Rogen. Yeah, like, you know, I'll see a movie once every five years and be good with it. I don't need to see like a run of six of them. The, oh, the, sure. Yeah. Her style of comedy has sprung like a, there's a lot of other female comedians who do her style of like vulgarness, and I love the vulgarness. But her style, I can't do it. Like th- th- there's Ali Wong and Nikki Glaser and other people who do stuff just <laughs> like Ali her. Wong, man. She, there, there's there's a lot of what good ones. What don't you like? She like just, what part about it? I, the way she delivers jokes, it just I, I don't really like it. I can't huh. connect with her really well. Too crass or what? Yeah, I, I but not, you like the crash. You I, said. No, no, no. I, I like the vulgarness. It's just the way she delivers jokes and carries herself. It it makes me she irritates me. You, I don't know why. You don't like chubby people. No, that's what we've gotten no, to, Phil. No. He doesn't like chubby people. I look at I'll how small I am. Out. Most Bye. women aren't as small as I am. That's <laughs> that's not it at all. Uh, gentlemen, we have to pick our next movie for next Friday here. And so the way this works is we all throw out nominations, and then we uh, we've got a stash of listener nominations as well. And so we'll put some up for vote. Let's start with, I'm just pulling from the listener bin here. I believe this is an Arnold Schwarzenegger classic that Zach H. recommends. The Running Man is okay. going to be the listener recommendation. I have seen that one. Put some on Arnold one. on there. Like it. Judd Zolgad? Okay, I'm going to stick with with the actor but change my, um, my potential film for next week because I'm going to stick with the catalog, the brilliant catalog of one Steven Seagal. One of the great thespians of our time, and I'm going to switch this week my my ask in the nominations to Under Siege. Wow! So Under Siege, under for grabs here. Under Siege is so, my nomination. Wasn't, wasn't that on? Not that because we, we can repeat. It, it was last the, week. It was I think from. That's fine. I think from the listeners. Got it. But okay. I'm going to you can you, you can throw the same hell you can throw the same movie out. Yeah, it didn't do well. It didn't do well. So well, it was second to this. It was only no no my um I I think that. I put 
Above the Law, which was a Seagal film out there last week and didn't do well. Got it. So I think Under Siege was two yes. to Pineapple Express. Yes. So I'll just go with Stop Under Siege for you this know, week. One thing we could do, too, uh, before we get to Declan and my recommendations for future weeks, if we all decide, you know what, we, we need an Arnold movie next week. Like, we could all just put up Arnold movies and have people. Like, we could do, we could do yeah, categories like that at some point. But like for this, like Declan, it. go ahead. Uh, I'm going to go with Death Race. In two, we, Death we, Race. We haven't done Death Race, have we? It's Jason Statham. And he plays a guy who I've, I've seen bits and pieces, but I haven't seen this start to finish. I don't think we've done a Jason Statham movie. Okay. So. Well, he, oh, no, he was in Expendables. We did Expendables. That's true. Yeah. But um, but he, he's the lead in this one. He gets sent to prison and then he has to he earns his way out by competing in this like crazy death race with a bunch of prisoners. So love it. Death race. Love it. Um, all right. I'm going to I'm going to go here. I don't I don't think we've done the second movie or like we've we've done like Rambo three and Rocky four. But I don't think we've gone back to a series for the second bite at an apple. We have not. No. That's this is correct. Die Hard Two. Okay. Is my recommendation. All right. Or my nomination. So Die Hard Two, Under Siege, Death Race, Running Man, or Bruce Willis, Steven Seagal, <laughs> Jason Statham, and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Dude, that is that's a, great. That is a Mount Rushmore right there. Yeah. Sarah so Connor. there it is. That's Action Movie Rewind. Mackie and Judd every Friday. Our first stoner action movie today.